gentlemen, and welcome to the March 27th, 2018 edition of Season 5 of The Court Report on the Nahum Siegel Network, the premier place to hit all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation every Sunday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wise Guy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. And you can also follow me on Instagram. My handle, N-S-N Court Report. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn uh, just finished awarding the entirety of the fall and winter Yeshiva League Championship trophies. On a, a, what a great job they did on all of those. To all of our winners, congratulations. We'll look to recap all of you. Uh, over the course of this show, all of you that have walked away with Crown Trophy hardware, uh, great job by them. Uh, maybe free for a little bit of time, so you can get to them for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Give them a call, 718-769-4111. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to have been able to share another season of amazing accomplishments and efforts of all of these uh, athletes and individuals each and every week with you. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our episodes of The Court Report going all the way back to the very first one. Plus, you'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice. Much like this show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Uh, Welcome back, everyone. This is it. This is our final Court Report of the 2017 2018 season. It's been an amazing ride that ended itself off last Tuesday night with the two girls, uh, with the girls JV and girls basketball championships, sort of concluding our season. Really was uh, an incredible year. And we're going to try to recap as much as we can over the course of the show. We'll go through each of the individual leagues. We'll uh, we'll definitely finish off uh, talking about the um, the girls. JV and basketball uh, varsity, sorry, JV and varsity basketball championships that took place last Tuesday night in TABC, just before the snowstorm hit. Um, and we'll go through Sarachek when we co- when it comes to uh, varsity basketball, and then for the others, we'll just sort of go through and just give you a little again recap of sort of what happened uh, and just sort of our thoughts or sort of my thoughts as we head into the spring. And uh, a long break now before we get to anything that sort of we would talk about here on the court report. Um, it's been an amazing season. I can't wait to sort of give my feelings on it and my recap on it, too. It, it, it's sort of bittersweet. You know, we spent a lot of the year together uh, going through a lot of really interesting stuff. And it sort of comes to a close now just before Pesach. You know, you're doing your cleaning. I'm doing my cleaning. And so today we'll sort of just clean out the cupboards and set ourselves up for a, a couple of months where... It, 
we're dealing with, I mean, well, you guys are dealing with spring sports. Me, this is sort of my time to get back to, well, my, my family who has been gracious enough to give me the time to do what I usually do in the winter months, uh, get, you know, get time to get back to my, my lovely wife and to, uh, just sort of be around the house. Uh, it's already started. Um, actually, uh, this past Sunday was, uh, well, I guess maybe like the second Sunday. I've really had a chance to be home at some point over the course of the last couple of months and actually spend time and, you know, just be here fully. And that's, uh, at some point that, that just becomes the, the, uh, something you cherish and something that you, you really, uh, you can't take it for granted the amount of free time that you actually you actually need to spend with people. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. People who sort of spend time on their own independently, it, it, it's good for a little bit, but there's there is nothing like family and there's nothing like the people that you love uh, being around you. And so, as much as you you know may spend your Sundays together with your team, and, and as coaches, we understand that sometimes. Uh, over the course of the school year, Sundays are our practice days. When we finally get the time to actually get back with our loved ones, it, it's it kind of reminds us that there is nothing like that, no matter how much we enjoy coaching. And uh, I, I can't thank my lovely wife, Amanda, enough for putting up with the last few years as well as uh, well this year uh, in, in terms of coaching and the court report. I mean, we'll get into a, a bunch of our thank yous down the back stretch. We'll get into, I guess, the my sort of um, status where and where we're headed, um, sort of down that road as well. Uh, but this is really one of those chances that we're going to get to try to celebrate the accomplishments of all of the kids that were uh, victorious and all of the people that really took part in making uh, uh, an incredible 2017-2018 season for our seven sports leagues. Uh, we're It's hard to believe that everything is done. And we're looking at it, it's, it's Tuesday night, everything is done. It's the end of March, and you look back and you say, where did all of it go? Yet another season um, just sort of gone and that's it's a it, it's a it's a somber feeling knowing that it just in a heartbeat just it, it, it's gone you got to cherish it while you're still there especially for those of you that are not graduating if you're graduating then you know it you you, you know what the feeling is it, it's it's tough to know that the basketball and the hockey careers are done or if you've, if you've played volleyball uh, if you're part of the girls volleyball league then that's done as well and it's sort of it's sort of bittersweet to to realize that your four years or however many you played are, are over with. But that's just that's how time works, and this is time that you'll never get back. So cherish it while you still can, uh, especially for those of you that are younger. These four years uh, or so, depending on how you know where you are in your in your high school careers. These four years are years that you're not going to get back and you will never be able to go through them again. So really do cherish them and take take stock in what you have now because the 
I want to say the the connections and the lessons that you learn now really are important and you'll, you'll realize how much they really stick with you through the rest of your life. I also hope to get the chance to touch on, you know, one or two other things. I guess this is really going to be one of those stream of consciousness type shows other than, uh, you know, the recapping of the girls' championships, the girls' uh, varsity and JV basketball championships in Sarachek. This is sort of going to be one of those stream of consciousness shows where it's just going to be like if there's something that's really important to discuss, I'm going to put it out there because it, it, I just think it's important. I, I, I do want to make mention of one other thing. It's kind of ironic that this is the end of the season for the court report, and it couldn't have come at a, at a I guess, a, a stranger clip because this show, um, this, this the March 27th uh, show actually happens to be, March 27th, 2018 show, actually happens to be the 99th episode of The Court Report. That's right. Through five years of The Court Report, five seasons, we have now hit the 99th show, which means that the 100th show won't happen until the kickoff for the 2018-2019 court report, God willing. Um, and that is, but that is way down the road. That's, that's, there's a lot to happen between now and then. So it's just a very interesting milestone to think about. I, I, the other day I spent my time going through a couple of the earlier shows just because it was something I, I, I really felt like I really wanted to do, just go back and see where, where things started out for us on the court report, a, a half hour show, you know, starting out on the Knockhamsegal Network back in the very infant stages when the Knockhamsegal Network was in its second year, our first. And, and this, it just, the, how things changed and how, how the show sort of evolved is just an amazing thing, especially into one where we have, where we now became a home for the Yeshiva League championships for as much as we could do this year. But obviously, in general, the plan was to do much more than we did. And I hope and I pray that the plan will go back next year to doing exactly what we wanted to do, and that is having the Nahum Single Network as the exclusive home for the Yeshiva League Championships. Well, I, I digress now because there'll be plenty of time later on in the show to do a lot more talking and stream of consciousness and, and all the like, but there is stuff that we still have left to finish, and that uh, starts out with our basketball coverage. As we said, hockey is done. Uh, unless you are female, because the Girls Hockey League is underway, and if that's the case, you'll be seeing a lot of me over the next few weeks. But for the basketball seasons, this is a wrap, and we are going to finalize that by taking you through what happened in the Girls JV and Varsity Basketball Championships and also round up our Sarachek action. Uh, let's get you to the Yeshiva League because that is what we uh, that is what we do here. We will start out with the Yeshiva League, and so we will take you to the 2017-2018 Girls JV and Varsity uh, A basketball championships. Starting out with the Girls JV League. Now, 
we've we talked all about the buildup for the girls JV uh, championship game. SAR Frisch, repeat of last year. SAR taking the championship last year. Coming into this year, Frisch took the early season game, uh, went on to uh, basically go nine and zero. SAR would regroup. After that loss, the two teams would meet up in a game that would essentially determine the uh, the the Western Conference crown, and that game would end up going to the SAR Sting. Now, as a result of that, both teams were nine and one, so they finished off the regular season tied, um, and that, in and of itself. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't so much of an issue. What was an issue is the fact that because they were tied, SAR uh, and Frisch, it would have to go to the tiebreakers. Now, obviously, wins were the same. They both had nine wins head to head. They both split one and one. What would it come down to? It would come down to uh, to the strength of schedule, and because SAR had taken on uh, uh, much harder teams than Frisch did. During their regular season run, SAR was awarded the division crown. So SAR went in as the one in the West. Frisch went in as the two in the West. SAR would get the bye. Frisch would have to host uh, a first-round game. Uh, just recapping the road to the championships, Frisch would end up defeating Hank in that first-round game, 55-20. to 20, Would go on to face Hafter in Hafter. Frisch would end up defeating uh, Hafter 46-45 to 45 to punch their return ticket to the finals. SAR would have a, uh, a little more of a defensive route, taking on Maya Note, uh, West 3 Maya Note, defeating them 29-22 in their semifinal game to set up, like I said, the rematch of last year's uh, JV Girls' JV Championship. Now, in anticipation of us actually putting together the championship games. I, I had a chance to speak to both coaches and really get a uh, get a lay of the land as to what this game meant to both of them, to their teams, and just the respect that the teams have for each other uh, in terms of the schools. Because it takes a lot to repeat, as we said last week with Frisch and TABC. You know, there's, there's a, uh, especially for the hockey, for, girl, for boys JV hockey, it takes a lot to, to build a program that gets you back to where you were the year before, especially with so many other programs really picking their way up. Hafter was a phenomenal team this year, North Shore a phenomenal team, and yet SAR and Frisch both made their way back to, uh, to the championship game. And so the truth is, this game is, it really was a sense that these were the two top teams in the league this year, and this really was appropriate. And for the first few minutes of the game, uh, and it really did seem like these two teams would have a very good back and forth. The first in the first quarter would open up SAR scoring the first four points of the game. Bella Ingber would uh, hit a bucket next first possession. Yeah, uh, sorry, ne- sorry, yes, next first, uh, next first possession. Yarna Pretzfelder would steal the ball and lay it in for the SAR bucket to make it 4 nothing. Uh, a couple of minutes later, Daniela, Daniela Rothschild would hit a three to cut the lead to one and then would then hit free throws 30 seconds later to give Frisch the 5-4 lead. So Rothschild herself 
uh, scoring five in a row. And what would end up being sort of a trend for Frisch, it, there would be multiple points where you would have one girl really scoring the bulk of the points for a, a few-minute stretch, uh, more so in the second half. Uh, the Sting defense would buckle down the second half of the first and hold Frisch to one bucket by Emma Sokoloff the rest of the period. But the Sting would find the scoring touch in the form of Sophia Reich, who would hit two threes and assist on a Pretzfelder deuce from the corner and would end the first, the first stanza with SAR up 12-7. to seven. Lucy Hecht would start the second with a three, but Rothschild would look to keep Frisch in the game, hitting her sixth and seventh points of the game with two free throws to cut the Sting lead down to six. However, Reich would just be too much, this time finding Ingber in the corner for a trade to double up the Cougars with 5.15 left in the first half. A minute later, the same play would have Reich find Ingber for a two and would then drive the lane for two herself. And what was a three-point game with a minute to go in the first had opened up to a 13-point SAR cushion only seven minutes later. Hecht would add her fifth point to the quarter to increase the lead with 1.36 to go, but Frisch would find a spark within the last 90 seconds, a running two from the corner for Sokoloff and a corner three from Gabrielle Green, and the SAR Sting lead would be cut to 10 at 24-14 heading into the half. Coming out into the uh, second half, the Cougars would continue their run, and the first few minutes of the third would be long to Kira Elbaum. Elbaum would hit four free throws to begin the half to bring the game back to within six, and after a hecht bucket, Elbaum would nail a three and get fouled. She would miss the foul shot, and SAR would take the opportunity to extend the lead, though, on an Olivia Weinstein putback on the other end. Sokloff would hit two free throws, and Liana Goldstein would add her her first points of the game, and it would be a three-point game, but it would not stay that way for long. Once again, Reich would find a teammate wide open, as was a theme for most of the game. This time, Hecht for a three from the corner to double the SAR lead. The teams would trade points down the rest of the third, and SAR would take a seven-point lead into the final quarter, 34-27. to For the first half of the fourth, the lead would fluctuate between six and eight, and SAR would hold a 39-31 lead with 4.15 to go, but that would be where SAR would pull away for good. Reich would find Ingber for another three-pointer, and at 41-31 with 3.44 to go, the dagger had struck. Reich would hit six free throws down the stretch to extend her scoring line on the night. 16 points, over five assists, five, six, maybe even seven in there. Tried to keep track while watching the game, but she was just that spectacular. Either she was scoring or she was dishing the ball to a teammate who was scoring. Uh, uh, but all that in total would would lead SAR to a repeat championship 49-38 to over the Frisch Cougars. So congratulations to the SAR Sting on their girls' JV championship following up on the boys' varsity hockey championship last week. Reich would be the MVP, although there were several other candidates also in the mix. Ingber uh, having a very big scoring night, but Reich obviously the difference maker in the game. The point guard, really the the floor general, spacing the floor, uh, really spreading the ball around, finding teammates open and that that it's a real talent and uh, hitting the scoring touch herself at very key moments especially putting the game away down the back stretch from the line so congratulations to uh, Miss Reich and to the SAR Sting for a, a repeat championship SAR Sting you are 2017 2018 
MYHSAL girls JV JV basketball champions. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if you've been keeping track, but um, that would be yet another championship loss for Frisch. Just taking you through what the week was like in Frisch, now leading into the varsity championship game. Uh, the the last two weeks, it started out with um, the Frisch Cougars uh, having a doubleheader in the girls' volleyball championships, which we don't really cover, but um, the girls' JV championship uh, in volleyball, Frisch won. They would end up losing the varsity, basket, the varsity volleyball championship. Uh, the next week, or a couple of days later, uh, they would end up losing the boys' JV basketball semifinal to TABC uh, in that Saturday night. Uh, the next day, they would find themselves. Uh, they would find themselves in the uh, in the boys' basketball. Uh, well, it wouldn't be the next day. Sorry, it was supposed to be the next day, but because of the storm, it got pushed off to that Monday night. Frisch would find themselves losing the boys' varsity basketball championship. Uh, they would find themselves a couple of days later. Uh, that next Sunday, losing both the JV and varsity hockey championships. So, really, since that since that JV girls uh, volleyball championship, not a great stretch for Frisch. Although the truth is, you have to really take the spin on that and see the positive in it. it, it it's very rare that you have one school that makes it to seven of eight championships. Uh, I mean, think about it. The only championship that Frisch did not make was the boys' JV basketball championship. But that that's phenomenal. But here you have Frisch on, uh, other than that, really not going, having things go their way. So having lost this JV basketball championship, there would be one chance left for the Frisch Cougars, and that would be the Varsity Girls Basketball Championship. One that they didn't really come in favored, despite the fact that they had quite possibly the biggest upset of the season in getting to that point. Let's just recap what that was like for uh, for the uh, Frisch Cougars. Uh, Frisch finished off their season 7-5, and five, ended up having to go travel to Central in the first round as the West 3 team ended up beating Central, then had to match up with an undefeated SAR team in SAR. A game where it would go to double overtime, and against this undefeated team, despite the fact that um, that SAR would have several chances down the backstretch to put the game away and head to the championship, Frisch would manage to claw their way out and into the championship game. Their opponent, uh, a team that they had that they had played twice over the course of the of the season, uh, they split with them. That would be the Bruria Lightning. Bruria would take a first round win over Flappers, forty six to thirty seven, and would then upend West Number Four Maya Note, forty nine forty four. So you had the West Two and the West Three team in uh, another, uh, I guess, another All West affair. I, I must have used the the uh, the term uh, Western movie or Western cliches several times over the last few weeks, but it really was the case. Uh, and so props to the West for what was a phenomenal year, but you had the West 2 Brewery, you had West 3 Frisch, and Brewery coming into this game as a home team, 
and for Frisch, really the last opportunity for them to hit home with a championship. The question is, would that find their mark? We would find out very shortly thereafter. The game itself would eventually boil down to a matchup between two of the top players in the Varsity League. You would have uh, Breweria's Jesse Orgel and Frisch's Sarah Lieberman. Uh, the game would start off, though, with a uh, with a Breweria uh, lead. Uh, Gabby Goldberg nailing a three to kick off the game. A minute later, Breweria up 4-2. Uh, Leila Deluti, the, uh, the star of the uh, win over SAR in the semifinals, nailed a three to give Frisch the lead 5-4. That would start a four-minute stretch where the teams would trade buckets and the lead in a high-scoring first quarter of play. Frisch would take and extend the lead to four on five points by Atara Kaner, but Jesse Orgel would contribute five of her own, and a bucket by uh, Gabrielle Thurm would give Breweria the lead back with six seconds left at 15-14. But Frisch would come down the floor, and Lieberman would drain a shot at the buzzer to give Frisch the 16-15 lead at the end of what I've said was a high-scoring first quarter of play. In the second, Lieberman would start off with two free throws to extend the lead to three. Scary moment, though, as only a few seconds later, next trip down the court, Lieberman would get fouled hard, hurting her ankle, and would need to leave the game. She would only be out for a short while, uh, though, but it would give Breweria the opportunity to gain back momentum. Or Gell would hit yet another three. Uh, Kaner would respond with a two to up it to 2018 fresh, but Orgel would would take a steal and a lay-in for the 2020 tie. Uh, Breweria would actually take the lead on a free throw, making it 21-20, but Lieberman, coming back into the game, would turn the tide for Frisch with a deep three to regain the lead at 23-21. A couple of minutes later, Orgel would give Breweria back the lead with a coast-to-coast runner that drew another Frisch foul, but Deluti would take it back the other way and hit a three to give them the 26-25 lead. One would think that uh, as the clock ran down, you know, this would sort of things would sort of slow down, and it actually did. 120 left, though. Thurm would give Breweria the lead with her eighth point on the night, 27-26, and that was where the half would end, with Breweria in the lead going into the halftime break. But in the third, uh, Lieberman would drain the lane to start the to start the third, 28-27, fresh and would then convert on a turnover, draw a foul, where she would uh, hit the foul shot, single-handedly putting Frisch up by four. Or Gell would respond with two of her own to make it 31-29. Thurm would convert on a foul shot on the next uh, trip up the court to make it 31-30 in favor of Frisch. Uh, it would cut the lead to 31-30. Now, if there's any one point in this game where you could uh, point to turning the tide, it would be... Uh, literally right at around the 440 mark of the third quarter. Atara Kaner would nail a three to put Frisch up for 34-30. Then on the next trip down the court, Deluti would hit a three as well to make it 37-30 Frisch. Frisch would have a seven-point lead. It would be a lead that they would not give up the rest of the way through the game. Uh, Orgel would respond, uh, taking it the full length of the court for a 37-32 uh, Frisch lead, cutting into that lead. And, and then it would sort of go back and forth. Um, it would be a six-point Frisch lead at the end of the quarter. Lieberman will lay in with 56 seconds to go to make it 41-35 in favor of the Cougars. In the fourth, though, Frisch would uh, just extend their lead quite a bit. Turner would start off the quarter with a rebound 
Charlotte Turner would start the quarter with a rebound and putback to extend the lead to 8 at 43-35. Orgel would hit a free throw to cut it back to 7, though 4.56 to go in the game. Kaner would break down the defense, work her way down low, and find Lieberman under the basket for the 45-36 lead. And what would effectively be the backbreaker and the momentum killer, Kaner would hit another 2. Uh, Orgel would hit a 3 to try to bring them back in, uh, but a Deluti floater with 317 left would push it back to a 10-point game. 228, mad scramble on the floor, the real true backbreaker. Ludi would find Lieberman all the way down the floor. Lieberman would put it home, draw the foul, and would drain the foul shot for the 51-39 Frisch lead. And coming down the floor, Frisch would strip the ball away again. It wound up in the hands of guess who, Lieberman, all alone, for another two points to make it 54-39. to And that would pretty much be the capper. Frisch would walk away with the 56-44 to championship victory. Lieberman, MVP on the night. I, I didn't actually get a, a complete tally of all the points, but it seemed to me as if both Lieberman and Orgel finished with, I, I believe it was 22 points. I could be wrong, um, but th- that's just what I was able to garner from re-watching the game. Very exciting game, very high-scoring, fast-paced game, very much, uh, uh, I, I would, I want to say, not uh, indicative of the way the most of the girls' games were this year. This was very much a... a a high-motor, high-active game. Congratulations, though, to Frisch. Uh, getting that victory, getting that uh, that second championship, breaking the snide that they were on this year. I'm talking about the school in general. Uh, congratulations to the girls, though, for uh, t- returning a 7-5 a season, uh, a third, uh, finishing third in their division, coming away with a championship trophy. Um, on the other end, Brewery, uh, uh, as a school, uh, I can't say disappointing because the truth is when you have two varsity uh, basketball teams that make it to the finals, there's definitely something to be very proud of. Both the girls varsity A and the girls varsity B made it to the championship, lost in the championship, uh, but all in all, you have to you have to think of it as a successful year, but obviously for these girls, heartbreak, uh, not being able to come away with it despite seemingly having everything set up for them in order to take it down again. Frisch, your champions, 56-44 to in the Girls' Varsity Championship game. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Knock'em Seagull Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Well, there you have it, folks. That sort of takes us through our regular season, Yeshiva League season, uh, with the finishing of the girls' JV and varsity basketball championships. Funny enough, that was actually supposed to be what led off our uh, our championship weeks, but that this with the storm and everything, this would end up being the last. And that really wraps up our regular season. There is other action uh, to cover, and that's something we didn't get a chance to cover last week because of all the hockey coverage, because of the interview that I had with Avidan Berman, uh, my uh, my commentator, my co-commentator for the uh, hockey championships, and that really was the Sarachek tournament. And the Red Sarachek tournament took place in the uh, uh, in Yeshiva University, the campus of Yeshiva University, the Max Dorn Athletic Center, as it does every year. Took place last weekend, and I mean, it, it was it was an interesting tournament, be for for many reasons and for. 
for the most part, really, I think the one the one aspect of it that really caught people by surprise, or I shouldn't say by surprise, but caught people as having been different than in years past, you know, the Manashana coming up, but is that this was the first time in a long time that you really did not have a Yeshiva League favorite in a fight, I shouldn't say fighting for a championship, but not favored. Um, you had, they, they, going in, the Shalhevet Firehawks and the Valley Toro Wolfpack were the two teams that people thought would be uh, would be fighting for the title on Championship Monday, and they were right. But we'll we'll tell you how it got there. But uh, there were also some other interesting things, and that was sort of the seeding and how the certain matchups that played out. And I, I think I, I I alluded to it a couple of weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago, when talking about the boys uh, varsity basketball championship and that was the possibility for the matchup that did end up happening on on uh, quarterfinal Friday and that was a quick rematch between the Mag and David Warriors and the Frisch Cougars only four days after they had faced off in the Yeshiva League championships. Let's just take you through the uh, seedings and then we'll take you through the results. So this is how the teams were laid out. Uh, the Shalhevet Firehawks were the number one seed. Valley Toro Wolfpack Number two, Mag and David was the three, DRS the four, SAR the five, Frisch the six, Rajji the seven, Hank eight, Eula nine, Ida Crown ten, Berman eleven, Baron twelve, TABC thirteen, MTA fourteen, Masifta fifteen, Kohelet sixteen, Cat seventeen, Fuchs eighteen, Farber nineteen, and Harkum twenty. It's kind of interesting to note how Sarachek does it. Let me just recap it for you. Uh, the first day is divided between Tier 1 qualifiers and Tier 2 qualifiers. Teams 5 through 12 fight for the right to go to the Tier 1 uh, bracket. If you win your tier, your tier 1 qualifier, if you're the 5 through 12, you win, you go to Tier 1. If you lose, you end up in Tier 2 with the winners of the lower half bracket of the... Um, of the 13 through 20, if you man, if those teams manage to, the teams that manage to win, find their way, oh, is it, actually, I shouldn't say that, um, with the, I think it's more the, the 13 through 16, if I'm not mistaken, I guess I'll see it as it goes along, but it goes, it finds, it, it dumps itself into four tiers in the end, and so, if you're, if you do manage to find a way to win a game on the first few days, you manage to you still have I mean even if you don't win a game, you still have something to fight for. And I thought that was I always think that's one of the interesting things about Sarachek is that you even have a chance to fight for a championship all the way up to Saturday night even if you haven't won a game. So if you lose Thursday, you lose Friday, Saturday night you win a game in the tier 4 um, tier 4 tournament. Uh, you can still fight for a championship on Championship Sunday, on Championship Monday, and that, again, one of the more interesting aspects, and one of the one of the good aspects, because it allows teams a chance to still, um, you know, to still take something home. Uh, but let's just take you through the recap of what did happen. We're going to start out on on Thursday. We're going to start out with the Tier One qualifiers. The uh, I guess the lesser games, you had Rajji over Ida Crown, 63-51. to 51. Bental, 28 points. Uh, phenomenal, uh, phenomenal player, really um, taking his, his last bow 
on the uh, on the Yeshiva Circuit basketball stages. I had a chance to see him play a few years ago in the Cooper Tournament. He was a special talent then, and he has elevated his game to this point. Now, other Tier 1 action, you had SAR taking out Barron by a long shot, 54-18. to uh, MTA, actually, that'll be the Tier 2. I'll get to that in just a second. You had Frisch defeating Berman, 52-34. to And Eula upending Hank uh, in the first Yeshiva League uh, team to to drop a qualifier, 55-49. to So Hank would drop into Tier 2 as a result. The other Tier 2 teams as a result of wins, MTA defeating Farber, 43-29. to TABC defeating Harkham, 68-49. to So with that, hap- with that being said, taking a look at what would happen on... On Sun, uh, sorry, on Friday, I'm getting myself a little mixed up. But Friday, you'd bring back the top four teams into the mix. That would be uh, Shalhevet, Valley Torah, uh, Mag and David, and DRS, and it would set up as follows: you'd have Yeshiva, a Yeshiva League game between uh, DRS and SAR. The two, um, I guess you can call, I guess you can call it sort of like a Yeshiva League third place game because both of these teams were the semifinal losers. Uh, the week before in the Yeshiva League semifinals. Uh, that would be the 4-5 game. You would have the 3-6 game between the two Yeshiva League finalists, the Frisch Cougars as the 6 seed and the Mag and David Warriors as the 3 seed. You would then have the one seeded Shalhevet Firehawks and the 9 seeded Eula Panthers and the second seeded uh, Valley Toro Wolfpack. Uh, going up against Rajji. Um, so, I, I mean, look, as I said, it, you really would think that for a game, the magnitude of Mag and David Frisch, like that's something you may want to save for the big for a bigger stage, especially if you're trying to, to push uh, viewers to the games. You know, that's something you may want to save for a semifinal Sunday uh, probably not. You probably knew of, knew ahead of time that that wasn't going to be there on Championship Sunday, on Championship Monday. But at least for semifinal Sunday. But instead, they this was sort of tucked away on Friday, and uh, it really wasn't as good of a game as the as the week as the week before. Mag and David really running away with this one, 57 to 44 to advance to the Tier One semifinal. Uh, Albert Nasiri having a, another great game, 23 points to lead uh, to lead Mag and David. This kid is going to be something phenomenal for the next two years. Uh, he's only a sophomore, and he's running away with the league. If he's in JV this year, uh, I think Mag and David is your junior varsity champion. I, I don't think there's very there's much that can either be said about that. Uh, but Nasiri made the Mag and David Warriors varsity team. Uh, I, I can't take away from what the other players did on the, on the team this year. Teddy Shama was phenomenal. Uh, you know, it's just so many. Mikey Natkin following up on last year's JV performance, but Nasiri really was the glue. He was the one, he was the X Factor. He made other teams focus on him, and they couldn't. And it's going to be interesting to see what teams will do when they ha- there are players more his age group 
and I'm not even sure that they will be able to. So the next two years, really got to look out for Nasiri and see where he takes the Mag and David Warriors. I know that team is looking to uh, to double up on not only this year as as uh, varsity champions, but also uh, as last year uh, for what they did in JV. Um, but I digress back to Sarachek. So again, Mag and David defeating Frisch to move on to semifinal Sunday. Also victorious on, uh, in the tier one quarterfinals, SAR knocking off DRS in, uh, in overtime by the score of 57 to 53. Uh, and that, uh, was very much thanks to Judah Oppenheimer, uh, and his uh, heroics over the course of the of the overtime, two deep threes to give SAR a lead, and uh, would eventually hit free throws to ice the game, and would send SAR up over DRS, ending the career of uh, Gideon Valinsky, another phenomenal talent who really took DRS sort of above their station over the last two years, and uh, really has a lot to be a lot to be ta- uh, has a lot to to be admired for for his great Yeshiva League career uh, coming sort of to a close. Uh, not really, I mean, obviously we'd have two more games after this, but in terms of fighting for a championship, his last efforts, uh, a lot to be applauded for there as well. SAR, though, moving on to the semifinals. And they would end up facing, well, the two teams that people thought would be there from the very beginning, Valley Torah after a nine-point win over Rashi, and Shalhevet after a 17-point drubbing of Eula. Taking a look in Tier 2, though, uh, you would have Yeshiva League teams uh, winning unbound. You have TABC defeating Barron 71 to 24. You'd have Hank defeating Fuchs 68 to 60. The only Yeshiva League team uh, to take a loss on the day to a non-Yeshiva League opponent was MTA. MTA would lose by five to Berman in overtime, and that would send MTA down to Tier Three Saturday night. Would not have any Yeshiva League teams. Masifta and Harkham would do battle. Masifta with a 55-43 win. Kohelet with a 50-47 win over Farber. So those two teams would end up facing for the Tier 4 championships. Uh, and that would um, end up... I'm just going to jump ahead to that because the truth is that that's it's sort of irrelevant for Yeshiva League standings. Kohelet would win that 52-44 to win the Tier 4 championships, taking you back to semifinal Sunday, though. And what a thrilling semifinal Sunday it was. Some really interesting results. Um, you would have... Uh, the, I'll get to the semi, the Tier 1 semifinals in just a few moments. Let's go into the Constellation games. Tier 1 Constellation, you had Frisch losing to Rashi, 71-52. to And I think that was sort of the bit when people realized that it was just over for Frisch. It was very stunning. Um, it was just very stunning for them to, to take such a big loss. But Rajji, obviously uh, having a little more pep in their step. Frisch, after coming off two straight losses now to Mag and David, one in the Yeshiva League final and one on quarterfinal Friday, obviously not up to the task, taking a 19-point loss. The other Yeshiva League action on the day, you had DRS in the T1 Constellation defeating Eula 43-37. You had other action around. Um, you had MTA defeating Ida Crown in the Tier 3 semifinal, 83-79. to 
and the, they would end up facing um, the winner of the Baron Fuchs game in the Tier 3 championship. That was Baron 46-40. to 40. Those two teams would end up facing on uh, Championship Monday. We'll get to that in just a few. Taking a look now at the other two um, the other two Yeshiva League teams that played outside of the Tier 1 semifinal. Hank and TABC did battle in the Tier 2 semifinal. TABC with a 60-46 to 46 win over Hank. Jonathan Haberman, 25 points for the Storm, uh, despite Moshe Khalili's 17 points for Hank. Um, it's... It, <sighs> A, a sort of a sour end to Hank season. TABC, though, moving on to the finals to face uh, Berman, who defeated Katz 72-54. to Now on to the Tier 1 semifinals. You had two Yeshiva League teams in action. You had Valley Torah, Mag and David, Shalhevet, and SAR. And as expected, the two top teams walked away with victory. Shalhevet defeated SAR 48-38 to to go into their third straight Tier 1 championship. Um, Zach Muller leading the Firehawks with 19 points, uh, really taking it to the uh, really taking it to the SAR Sting, despite Judah Oppenheimer's uh, well trying to have, get a little more heroics. Um, really, shall have it uh, just sort of just sort of ran SAR out the the for the majority of the second half. Um, it was really the first half though that that took that took the, the Sting by storm. Shalhevet having a 24 to 13 lead at the half, and that would pretty much be the lay of the land the rest of the way. Um, over in the other game, it was it went from a really, really tight up, a really a really high scoring first half into a, a more a more suffocating second half. Uh, Valley Torah, Mag and David, Valley Torah, uh, and Mag and David tied 26-26 at the half. And uh, in the second half would end up being uh, all about uh, Ryan Terrell and the and the Valley Tora Wolfpack. It was a, a very suffocating second half as Mag and David would only score 12 points. And Valley Tora would find himself scoring 17 for a 43-38 victory. And we would have our California Dream and Final between Shalhevet and Valley Tora for the Tier 1 Championship. And that would come on Championship Monday. Uh, we already gave you one of the nine results for Championship Monday, and that was the Tier 4 first place game. Taking a look at other games involving Yeshiva League teams, uh, Tier 1, thir- sorry, the Tier 3 first place game would go to the MTA Lions, taking the 61, sorry, the 60-51 to 51 win over Barron. Uh, the stat line shows Barron scoring 27 points in the fourth quarter, in which case MTA sort of just, re, um, the, I guess, having a little bit of a victory lap, uh, going up 44 to uh, to 24 before the fourth quarter, sort of relaxing a bit, I guess, just giving just giving everybody a chance to get on Baron scoring points to get it to 51. But really, the story MTA taking that championship um, and uh, just getting the opportunity to to sort of enjoy themselves in front of the home crowd. Aton Warburg leading the Lions with 18 points in the win. You had Hoodie Weiss, Shlomo Mazels, and Aton Pfeiffer 
with eight points each. Yisrael Yanowitz leading the game for the Baron Stars, though, with 21 in the loss. So that was Tier 3's first place game. Uh, Tier 3 third place would go to Fuchs. Fuchs beating Ida Crown. Tier 2, Tier 2 third place game, Hank would defeat Katz 66-256. The Tier 2 first place game and the championship would go, though, to the TABC Storm. TABC taking the 47-40 victory over Berman. Uh, high score on the game would be uh, would be Avi Proctor. I mean, he'd be tied with Renan Gla- uh, Glasshofer of Berman, but Avi Proctor, uh, my uh, co-commentator of the TABC Frisch uh, Hockey semifinal contest a few weeks ago, Avi Proctor, 13 points, leading TABC, and uh, this would really be their swan song for a few of these kids. Um, Alex Ostrin backed him up with 11 as, as I said, TABC taking the Tier 2 championship with a 47-40 to victory over Berman. So I, all, all eyes would then be on what would happen in Tier 1. The Tier 1 consolation game, Frisch would end up capping off their year with a 52-49 to win over Eula. So for this senior class, a class that really knew nothing but the championships, uh, this is, it's sort of a bittersweet way for them to go out. 52-49 to 49 win, though, over Eula. Obviously not for what they wanted to be fighting for, but this is what they were able to achieve. The other game, uh, the other T1 Constellation game, would see DRS falling to Rajji in their finish, 64-58. to 58. Tier 1 third place game would see two Yeshiva League teams that actually did battle a couple of weeks ago in the semifinals of Mag and David and SA and sort of starting out in the reverse of what happened. You had SAR jumping out to an 11-2 lead, whereas in the semifinal game, you had SAR jumping all over... Sorry, you had Mag and David jumping all over SAR 17-2 in the first quarter. It's sort of a role reversal. Mag and David, though, coming all the way back, sending the game to overtime. Uh, 21-point third quarter really helping that effort, despite SAR having a 10-point lead at the half. Mag and David, 64-61 winner over SAR in the Tier 1 third-place game. So Mag and and David aptly ranked third place. Great. And then you had the one and the two seed. You had Valley Torah and Shalhaven. And this game was as good as advertised. It was as good as it happened in... um, in the uh, Cooper tournament as well. Obviously not the same late heroics, but almost so. Uh, 53-51 to 51 shall have it victory over Valley Torah. Uh, high score on the game would be Zach Muller with 28 points for the Firehawks. Ryan Terrell's 21 points. Not enough to get there. But um, congratulations shall, shall have it Firehawks. The 2018 Red Sarachek Tournament Champions. So you have your four champions. You have Shalhevet uh, with the Tier uh, 1 Championship, TABC with the Tier 2, MTA with the Tier 3, and Kohelet with the Tier 4. So congratulations to all the winners for all of their accomplishments. And so, well, that brings us to effectively the last 10 minutes of the show and the ten, last 10 minutes of the 2017-2018 
uh, court report season. Just want to take a look back at some of the other leagues and congratulate the champions for their accomplishments on the year. Going to start off with the hockey leagues, uh, the uh, varsity hockey leagues. Uh, obviously, congratulations to SAR. Uh, congratulations to them on putting together a, a phenomenal season, a really great offensive uh, uh, outburst, really great season on their behalf. Uh, this crew that really had been a dominant force ever since they were all the way down in eighth grade, uh, playing together all that time. They've, they've won on the junior high level together. They won on the JV level together during their freshman year. I'm talking about the senior class. And to the and also uh, now on the varsity level going away. Uh, to the JV champions, the TABC Storm, TABC getting back on top after a three-year hiatus. Uh, I should say two-year hiatus. Their first championship in three years. Uh, They've been removed since that six-year JV hockey championship stretch. Uh, congratulations to them getting on top. It's going to be interesting to see uh, the maturation of Charles Gibber and where uh, he leads TABC. Uh, definitely someone to keep an eye on, uh, especially in light of the fact that, you know, you look at the varsity league, you have Jakey Friedman graduating. Can Charles Gibber be as dominating on the varsity level as he was on the JV level and sort of contend with Friedman for uh, one of the top spots in terms of dominant, most dominant goalies for, of the last 10 years in the Yeshiva League? Moving over to basketball, varsity basketball, uh, as we know, Mag and David uh, we talked about this a few minutes ago. Mag and David uh, really having a dominating year, undefeated season. Uh, and it's going to be great to see uh, them continue because, as I said, you know, Albert Nasiri, he's a, he is a sophomore. Mikey Natkin, uh, a junior. These guys are going to be back next year. They were the champions in JV last year. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not they can continue this on the varsity level. Um, and on the JV level, you also you had um, TABC taking uh, home the trophy this year. Losers in last year's final, uh, getting back to the championship game after after not having I guess you could say not having the best possible regular season, making their way to the finals, defeating Hafter in the championship. TABC Yoni Man uh, certainly uh, worthy of uh, being considered top one of the top, if not the top player in the JV League, leading his team to the championships. And uh, as we just talked about tonight, the girls, congratulations to the, uh, to, um, congratulations to SAR on repeating as the girls' JV championship, taking down Frisch, their longtime rivals, the team that uh, they took down last year as well, coming all the way back from losing to them the very first uh, the very first time this year, first few games of the season, uh, coming back to win the division and actually make their way through to the championship. And congratulations to the uh, Frisch Varsity uh, Girls Cougars for taking home the crown and giving Frisch a little more to be happy about after what, I guess, you really can't call it an unsuccessful because of where they got to, but I guess in their eyes, you know, when you get to the championship, you want to win a championship, and I know what that's about, so uh, congratulations to them. And uh, that, that's sort of the capper on our year. I guess now there are only a couple of things really left to do. There are a lot of thank yous I have for the year. First and foremost, I want to start off with my junior high YCQ squad, um, the YCQ Wildcats uh, taking 
the championship home two weeks ago. Thank you guys for making my last junior high season a, a memorable one. Uh, you know, you can't really say retirement because you never know where the future leads you, but at least for now, uh, my 13-year junior high career has come to uh, close, and I, I can't think of a better way to go out as uh, we did this year, and I can't wait to see how you guys progress to high school, and I can't wait to watch you guys grow and flourish and be the best possible, uh, I guess I could even say just the best possible you that you can become. Um, a thank you to, on a, uh, on a, I guess on a personal level, obviously thank you to my wife Amanda for uh, yet another year of putting up with, with all the late nights putting this together and, uh, you know, just taking time out of the life as a husband to allow me to, uh, I guess, be a part of all of this. Obviously, I have to give a thank you to everybody at the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you to, obviously, Nachum for putting his faith in me for yet another year, allowing me to have the mic and to just sort of go off on everything Yeshiva League related. Obviously, thank you to Seth Gordon for also being as supportive of with this venture. Thank you to the principals, uh, to the uh, to all the athletic directors. Uh, and also, I guess, it shouldn't have to be said, well, sorry, not shouldn't have to be said, but it goes without saying that this show cannot be anything of what it is without you, without, um, and by you, I'm not just talking about the fans at home, but the kids who are involved in the Yeshiva League. Without you guys, without whatever you do on the floor, there's nothing for me to talk about, and there's uh, very even less for the parents to to Shepnachas about, other than obviously your grades, which are quite more important, but um, this this is I, I don't know how to fully describe it it's just watching the the growth and the maturation of all of you has been an amazing ride to the seniors. Good luck in Israel. Good luck uh, beyond. Hope you have a, a, a you know a wonderful year. Enjoy yourself, and uh, we hope you come back and um, be you know be as supportive as the alumni uh, were of you. And um, to uh, to those of you that are still in school, you know, to those freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. You know, you got another year. Uh, the 2018-2019 season will soon be upon us. And, uh, you know, it's only a few short months away. And that's uh, that's about all that you can hope for. Just counting down the days until it all begins again. But that is still six months, seven months, eight months away. So much can happen in between as I've been... Uh, apt to say over the last few weeks, you know, man plans and God laughs. So you never know where things will go. You never know where life will take you. You never know what ventures you're going to be a part of. You never know what uh, what chapters of your life come to a close and what new doors open. And with that, I, I think that's the words for the wise for this year is man plans, God laughs. Keep your hopes and dreams in mind and move towards the future with open arms. And with that, we bring to a close the 2017-2018 Season 5 of The Court Report here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Huge thank you to all of the uh, guests that we've had on the show this year. A huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Give them a call, 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy 
and plaque needs. And so, uh, well, for the last time, if you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the encore presentation of this show this coming Sunday at 7 p.m., or you can find our entire season of The Court Report in our archives on the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, Jamie in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the app or at NachumSiegel.com. For more of me, you can hear me until uh, until the end of June on the Tuesday morning Jamie in the AM Sports Update at around 7.20 uh, on JM in the AM like you did this morning. And so for the last time, this is Elliot Weiselberg reminding you it's good to be smart, better to be wise. See you next year right here on The Court Report, only on the Knock'em Siegel Network. Uh-huh.